Hey folks, thank you for tuning in to Go Black Boy Go. Um, I With me I have my very first guest for the episodes that I'm... I'm doing like a theme for Pride Month. Um, and I want to talk about like black queer pride and um, what that means to me and how I see it in the world. And so um, this first guest is going to bring that in with me. But before we get to the interview, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and follow it on Spotify. And if you like this episode, share it on your social medias. And if you like something from the podcast, uh, make sure to reach out to me on your social medias. Um, And so introducing my guest um yeah Aaron why don't you introduce yourself reintroduce yourself again since the audio yeah (laughs) yeah hi everyone who's listening um you probably able to hear me a lot better since the last time there was really bad audio (laughs) uh Mm -hmm. I I think since the last time I was on here, I just graduated college um, with a degree in English, so now I'm technically a grad student. Yay! Um, yeah. And where did you end up deciding to go to, like, go to graduate school? The University of Maryland. Woo! I'm gonna maybe I should put sound effects or something. Um yeah, but con- <laughs> congrats and um yeah, like how how is that working out in terms of like coronavirus stuff? Like are you are, are you entering <sighs> it's really yeah. Um so my like housing situation is really irritating. Um because I already made plans to, like, go to Maryland to, like, move there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, like, I recently got, like, news that, like, the school will be, like, half, like, online, half in person. They haven't decided, like, which courses will do that. But I got an email today from one of my professors who, like, I'm taking a class with, and he sent us, like, this reading list which is, like, long as fuck, and he was, like, most likely our class is going to be online, so right now, it, it's, I'm probably going to have my first semester of grad school be online, and it's going to be, like, Zoom calls, but um, it's irritating to try and plan all this during COVID-19. Yeah, and are you still, um, are you still going to move to Maryland, or are you going to wait a bit to move? When when the when the um term like the semester starts, I I think I'm gonna go ahead and move. Yeah. I have already signed a lease. Yeah, for a place. Yeah. Uh, so I'm probably gonna go ahead and move because if like half of the stuff I'm gonna do is gonna be like in person, mm-hmm. and they're maybe. And so says where like I might meet like a mentor, an advisor, a professor in person, mm. or like I don't know. It's just, I I I think I'm gonna go ahead and move. 
I already have plans to do that, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I definitely, I'm, de- I de- I'm definitely sure that there's some safe, res- like, some resources you could find to, like, find out about moving safely during this time, because I know, like, two other people that moved um, during this pandemic across the country, or, um, yeah, from their hometowns, and, yeah, I mean, people gotta move, and people gotta go to graduate school, so, um, I think, like, with this being your first term, I mean, you're, as, (laughs) I'm saying term, I, you, I know you'll be on semester, um, with this being your first semester of graduate school being, like, some of it remote, I think, it's going to allow you to feel more comfortable being in like a seminar setting because the seminar room for me is the most intimidating part of graduate school. Like meeting professors is when they're cool. um, It's nice. And talking to other graduate students that have similar interests than you is cool, but, like, it's something about when you get into a seminar room, and, like, there, there's, like, at least my experience is just, like, people are just trying to, like, show each other up, and it's just really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah, I can see that. I, I've kind of already had to do a little bit of that in undergraduate. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, go- I'm going into it knowing that I'm probably going to meet some people who I have probably kind of already met in undergraduate who are going to... And I hear that takes place a lot. Like, I, I like, follow academic Twitter a lot, and so I I hear about the seminars in grad school being, uh, being like that. And... There have been, uh, like, two or three seminars that I've taken where they haven't been, like, this show. Um, And those were, like, my favorite courses, of course. And I learned so much because the professor, like, created this environment where it wasn't a competition to show off who was the smartest. Um, And... That's, yeah, I just thought that was a great living environment, and I try to create that in my own teaching as well. Will you be teaching as well, Aaron, in your, with your... Not, not my first year. Okay, so your second year, you, are you going to be tutoring at all? I'm going to try and okay. get hired at the writing center. Okay, and so... When you when you start teaching, is it just like composition courses, or do you not know yet? When I first start, it'll be composition courses, and then after that, I'll be able to teach, um, like the like sophomore level literature classes. Okay, um, how do yeah? How do you feel about like you know you'll be teach the fact that you'll be teaching in like a year? Um. Part of me is kind of nervous about it. Yeah. Um, and I guess the reason I'm nervous is because 
I've never really like sat or like stood in front of a classroom before and like been like an instructor for people. Yeah. So I feel like I don't know. Um, I have this like I guess nightmare that <laughs> I'm gonna like stand in front of the classroom and like my first day of teaching, I realize like oh. You made the wrong choice. This is definitely not for you. Oh. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. You definitely... But I feel like it's for, I feel like it's for me. So. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You, you'll you definitely, like... Speak... Like, speaking from me, you'll definitely have those moments where you, like, feel like that. Um, But... I feel like because like because we because we're like we come from a certain background i feel like we know how to create spaces where people won't come into our classroom thinking they have to like i don't know true i don't know i was gonna say like treat us like shit but then i'm thinking about like I kind of, like, create this, like, space in my classes where it's, like, you don't, like, don't call me a professor, pretty much. But then I get some students that will, like, feel like that's too familiar and will, like, not respect, like, the authority that I have in the classroom. But I also feel, like, iffy about, like, being a an authoritative person in the classroom. Like, I don't feel like I can be bossy, but I don't know. I definitely can. <laughs> I don't know why I don't I do it like, in the classroom. I feel like at, at first I was like, I'm kind of worried that they're going to be like high schoolers because like high schoolers terrify me. They're like, I like am terrified of high schoolers, <laughs> but like part of me is like, well, Aaron, when you went, when you were in college, like, even in, like, your, like, freshman, like, gen ed classes, you didn't, there was, like, no one in there, like, being, like, a bitch to the professor, so I'm hoping that, like, they'll all be, like, very, like, I don't know, at least, like, mature and not, like, acting like high schoolers. Yeah. So, I don't think I'll have a problem with, like, me feeling not, like, being, like, a figure of authority. Yeah. Um, cause I feel like I, I can be bossy, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So do you think, like, as a, as an instructor, you'll kind of come off more about, like, more, like, don't fuck with me, or do you think more inviting? Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Part of me is, like personality you would definitely be like very like inviting because i'm a very nice and open-minded person mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what i would give off but then i think back to my time when i was like working in the writing center and i was definitely like that kind of like tutor who was also like um i'm not gonna like take your fucking bs <laughs> come in here so like get help with your paper there's like there's no shit no nonsense any of that yeah so no, what I don't know because I don't I, want people to like to walk all over me. So I feel like sometimes I have to overcompensate. But I feel like I, I feel like I would be nice. Like I feel like I'd be like, "Yo, let's go out for drinks and stuff." 
mm-hmm. like also like don't push my fucking digits. Yeah, I think that's a perfect balance. Like I actually think you should do more of the whole don't fuck with me stance because that'll probably like solve most of the problems you'll ever encounter because I wanted to take this whole like oh look at me I I, I don't know like I, I wanted to take this like welcoming kind of stance in the classroom um but it just turned off it just it just turned into like oh I was like scared of them and like I'm teaching a class full of white people um and so I don't know like I mean it's it's well it's always good to see people of color in my class um they listened <laughs> but um and then a, and a few white dudes listen but like rest of the people it was it was just like I don't know it was just but then, but then, like, I always, like, got reviews and stuff saying that they enjoyed my class, and then the people that would, like, be disruptive in my class would always say they liked my class, so I'm like, what is going on? Like, you like my class, but you talking in it all the time. And then, oh. I never got, like, any, ba- like, people said bad stuff about, like, like, about you, like, oh, I hated his class. He's a horrible. You said what? Instructor. Has anyone said anything bad about, like, like any of the students said anything bad about, like, you? Not to my knowledge. Students have always told me, oh, I took your class because my friend said that you were a great teacher. And then um, I always get students that say, oh, like, you really helped me enjoy writing more. And, like, like you've made writing easier for me and all of that. And I think it's very nice. And... All I do is kind of like teach them how I want it to be taught or how I think about things and put it in the simplest way. Because some folks really overcomplicate their teaching materials. Um, and I think that is another way that people um, overcompensate for like a teaching anxiety. Um, and I. I don't want to do, I didn't want to, I knew that I didn't want to do that because um, I already have like an anxiety that I'm not as clear as an instructor. So I just try to make things simple and clear. Um, but yeah. So do, do they, do they, do they like do like evaluations for like, you yeah, yeah. Evaluations. Yeah. Yeah. And you've never got anything bad back. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you're just a great teacher then. Look, look, I I think I, I, I have a lot I want to improve on. Um, I am glad that no one has said anything negative, but I don't like the way I feel in the classroom. And I don't like how, like, I don't know, I don't like how scared I am in the classroom. Like, I, I, that's. I feel like. Go ahead. No, I I was going to say, I feel like that's something that I want to change about the way I teach. I don't want to be afraid of my students. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm going to be bored about, like. 
coming across as being like, oh god, don't take Aaron Green, he's a bitch. So I'm gonna like be super, super, super nice to all my students, and then like I'm where I'm like they're gonna walk all over me because I'm being too nice because I don't want to come across as being a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. It's just the balance we have to find. But, you know, people, I'll tell you one thing. People like having, like, young, younger teachers and, like, black teachers. They like it because it's, like, something different, I guess. Young, black, gay? Yes. Yes. I think, I think that's another thing because... Because I bring all of that to the... I try to bring all of myself to, like, my course, the, the class, like, in the classroom and te- in the teaching materials. I try to always address, like, race, gender, and sexuality. And I talk to them and I say, yes, as a gay black man, blah, 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 blah. And, like, they really, like, relate to me on that. And just, like, seeing, like, I think it really opens their eyes. Because, like, you'll get people that are like, oh, I never thought about the fact that, you know, black women's issues were like this. Oh, this is really opening my eyes to the homophobia I've experienced here and here. And so, I don't know, it's just... and, And that was something, like... Whether or not I was going to tell them that I was gay, that was something that I was, like, struggling to, f- to figure out as well. But I, all, like, I, I just... Gonna you said, yeah, you feel like you, you're, they're just going to know? I mean, if I'm going to come in, like, like press on nails and, like, makeup or something, I just feel like they're just going to know. So would you come into the classroom with, with, um, with makeup and press-ons? Is that... I, yeah. Okay. I think I would. And you wouldn't feel afraid of, like... You, you would just wouldn't care. I I mean, I might care first. I, I wouldn't care as much about the makeup because, I, I mean, I feel like my makeup is usually very, like, subtle. So, okay. Um, maybe start out with just painted nails mm-hmm. and then move from painted nails to, like actual like maybe like press-ons or um acrylic nails i don't know Mm. but so you would gradually um, do it based on my i mean i guess i don't want to like i need to i i guess it i have to be comfortable first so i'm gonna like Mm -hmm. start like and see like how how comfortable I, I would be. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I probably would not be that, like, oh, that's, uh. I mean, I, I I wear it now when I was, like, in school, so. Mm-hmm. um, I remember, like, having, like, students come into the writing center, and there was one day I had a, like, bright, glittery purple lipstick, and, like, I was, like, helping this seemingly straight white guy but he didn't have a problem with it so and I was okay so I feel like I'll I'll warm up to it yeah I think it's like you know when we come in to the classroom and we show up as ourselves 
it's like how could anyone like you know fuck with that like how could anyone like try to like try to like disrespect you when you're come like when you're showing up as you are um and i feel like i want to like emulate that more so that people know like don't fuck with me um because because like i want to be the I, I i feel like i'm similar to you where i want to be the open and welcoming teacher that you can like get a drink with but also like don't test me but i feel like like i keep saying i feel like it's hard to find that balance mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay well that was um that was fun that was a fun reflection on teaching that just kind of developed into something um all right aaron let's get into some classic shit have a song for this segment. What is that song? Blessing by Tay Money. Tay Money. And what are some like lyrics or lines that stand out to you from this song? So can I first say like why I chose this song? Yeah, yeah. I chose this, so I recently have acquired a, like, new addiction, and it is TikTok. Oh. So, yeah. Um, and so this song, um, when I first joined TikTok, was on here a lot, and um, I didn't know what song it was, and then I, like, looked up the songs, and I kind of, like, Googled the lyrics, and, like, I swore up and down that this girl was black but she's not she's white Ooh. and so i was like oh my god so but yeah so the lyrics that i want to focus on are the lyrics that i heard in the tiktok song mm-hmm. which are do you want me just to read it yeah just read the lyrics that you that you liked okay um my pills ain't press, you bitch is. Get money and fuck some feelings. Not personal, it's business. I thought you knew that I did this. You can have him, but he licked it. Banana, then I split it. Talented and gifted. I guess the table shifted. I feel like a whole brand new bitch. Bussin'. <laughs> um, and you said she's white. Yes. Okay, um, well... I don't know, like, actually, I am more hesitant of white male rappers than I am for white female rappers. Well, no, actually, I can't say that because of Iggy Azalea. Um, mm. <laughs> I, I, I usually, I mean, I usually just do uh, black women uh, rappers, but I do want to explore this. I didn't want to, okay, so... No, yeah, okay, go, go. The last time I, 
the last time I did this, I did Megan Thee Stallion. And, like, I, I don't listen to rap that much. Mm. And, like, right now, like, the only rapper I'm, like, really listening to is Megan Thee Stallion. But I don't want to do another like, Megan Thee Stallion I feel song. Like. No, but this, this, one this one is going, like, I want to talk about this. So, there is one other white female rapper that I kind of like. And I'm trying to find out if she said the N-word or not. Um, and that's Bad Baby. Oh. Oh my god. Oh, you don't like her? No. What why not? Just because of the cash me outside. About her. Isn't she the one who like is like like tanning her skin to get like darker? And then like people are like, Are you like trying to be black? And then she's like, Who wants to be black? Oh I don't who wants to be black? Isn't that her? Yeah, that's, I mean, that sounds like something she would do. Well, well, there goes one. Um, has Tay Money said anything problematic? Not that I know, because I, like, I watched her official music video, and everyone in the comment section was like, oh my god, I didn't even know she was white, and they said, like, oh my god, I love that she's a white rapper and, like, doesn't use the N-word in her rap music. And do you, like, I don't know her that well. Do you think she'll con like is there a place for is there a place for white rappers? I mean yeah. Eminem has been in the game a long time. Okay. Yes. But it's like a lot of people I guess it's like, you know. <sighs> I mean, I can't, I can't say that I've listened to. Well, Macklemore is one. <laughs> um, I don't listen to any white. So I don't listen to any white rappers like at all. Okay. Um. So. Yeah. I don't know. Like I just, I'm just because sometimes you know white women rappers are like lifted up in the industry more than black female rappers, and um. Like, I just... Usually, it's, like, black men doing it. So, like, I don't want to, like, contribute to that. Um, but I... You said what now? Was I supposed to choose a black woman? No, no, no. I'm just... I'm just, like, saying in general... Like, this is, like, get me on a tangent about, like, white rappers. Oh, okay. No, you thought I was scolding you? Yes. Oh my God, no. Uh, okay. No, oh my God, why would I do that? See, this is why I can't be a mean teacher. <laughs> um, no, I was just saying like, I, I guess I'm always like hesitant to listen to white women, like white female rappers because like, I just don't want to be supporting that problematic shit. But it's like sometimes, the, sometimes their music sounds good. I agree. I I probably like would not have googled her, listened to her music, had not been um, scrolling through TikTok videos. Yeah. And I'm I was like, oh, this sounds really good. Yeah. And then like, I, you know, found the song, and I was like, oh. Well, I'm gonna have to check check this girl out then. 
Do you not watch TikToks? I I do not. I can't because I see that it's just another like place for me to get lost in a deep web. So listen, I don't I don't do it. I downloaded it. I listen from ten PM to four thirty AM. How do how do you do that? How? I I promise you it's not even like intentional. It's literally just like, okay, I'm getting in bed at ten. I'm like, let me like watch some TikTok videos. And then like next thing you know, like you're just scrolling and each video is like just as good as the last and you just lose track of time because And it's just from watching people I, I do the know. dances. It's like literally one minute videos or less and then I I don't know. I it's hard to I I, I can't even explain it. Yeah. It's almost supernatural. Yeah, that's why I can't get on it. I can't do it because I, I used to be like that with YouTube. I used to be, I like, I, I would get on YouTube like and be on YouTube for the whole day. And then I was like, no, I can't do this. And so I know that TikTok is going to be like that. And so I just really don't engage with it that much. So good, though. I know. I I mean, I see people are sent, like, it's become a thing to just send TikTok videos. So, um, people have been sending videos. Huh? Do you want me to send you some? Yeah, send me some, and then you'll, you'll, uh, get me on TikTok, and I'll be lost down a rabbit hole. Well, you don't have to download it. You can just watch the ones that I send you. you. Well, I have the app because, um, so I can just watch the the videos easy like more easier when people send them, but I just try to like stay um, off. Yeah, I just try to stay off for the I, most part. I understand. Well, that has been some classic shit. Alrighty, so, um, so Aaron. This is your redemption episode. This is my Thank you. apology for, you know, having you on the last episode sounding like, I don't, what would you say you sounded like? I don't know. Squidward? <laughs> well, damn. Well, hopefully you sound like Aaron on, on this episode. I, I hope so too. <laughs> it, I, it seems to only happen to me. What? Do you, oh, what do you mean? I mean, I I listen to some other people. They don't sound very nasally, but. <gasps> oh. <laughs> well, this is why. This is why. This is your redemption episode, <laughs> and this is my apology. <laughs> so, um. So this is my, you know, my first episode that I will bring in for Pride Month. Aaron, how are you going to celebrate Pride during a pandemic? Obviously, I'm not going to be enjoying any parades. Um, I took a picture and I put it on social media. Um, I... I'm broke, so I can't really donate any, like, money to, like, any, like, LGBT organization right now. I saw that, yeah. Plus, I've donated a lot of money to, like, 
you know, bell phones and stuff. I um, feel that. Let's see. What else will I do? I can't really have, like, a bunch of gay sex because of the pandemic. Oh. Um, That's unfortunate. I, I don't know. Um, maybe share. I'll probably watch a bunch of, like, queer TV and movies. Okay. And drink a lot. Okay. That's what I'll do. Yeah. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like what I'm going to do as well. I have some... Well, minus the, the 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 gay sex, luckily I can have that. Um, so, um, sorry, Aaron. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna do it. I just don't want to admit that to people because then they'll be like, "Oh, you're <gasps> oh, quarantine." Yeah. Oh, Take you're out. You're fucking doing quarantine. How dare you? I mean, <gasps> I already broke it anyway. I went to a fucking protest. So. Yeah, everyone's breaking quarantine. Yeah. Well, did you? Well, after the. So, did you wear a mask at the protest? Did you not see my. Uh, you don't. Aaron, you don't, I am not on social media. I am I, not on social media. <laughs> I am not on social media. I do not scroll on social media. No. Okay. Yes, I wore, I wore a mask. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I would have worn one anyway. So. Okay. And. Um, did you feel like you were, did you, were you afraid if you were going to, um, get sick or anything? Huh? No, not really. Okay. Um, I, not really because, I mean, I don't want to stop. I didn't really practice social just, I mean, I tried not to be around a bunch of people, but. I don't, I don't think, I wasn't really too worried about getting sick just because I had something else in my mind at the time, which I felt I probably had a better chance of dying. Yeah, true. Oh, wow. Wow. Aaron, that's real. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, wow, you couldn't, with all of this going on, a pandemic is not even on your, on your mind. You're worried about the fact that like what the fact that the fact that your life would be at stake even like after a pandemic is over which is that that is still going to be true black people are still going to be murdered by the police after this mhm and i mean i'm still like i got back and like I'm still wearing masks if I go for grocery shopping mm-hmm. or stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, I still wash my hands. I still use sanitizer. I still social distance, like, mm-hmm. if I go out to a store. But, like, just in that one moment, I was like, okay, right now. I'm just going to. I wore I did the bare minimum. I wore a mask, and I, like, sanitized my hands after. But, like, yeah. in that moment, I was like, okay, this is this is obviously right now the, the bigger risk. So I'm going to focus on that. Oh. Yeah, I. Wow. Thank you for sharing that because I think I've been so stuck in, well, I've been experiencing that feeling in a different way. Um, Instead of going to the protest because I don't trust them because they're a bunch of white people there and they get crazy and want to, you know, tear up five guys. um, I've been, I've, I've been taking like, 
time to just snatch up white people in my life that have done me wrong. And so I confronted my roommate. Uh, a fraternity brother reached out to me recently and, um, you know, asked me how I was doing and, like, said that he was, you know, sending me good wishes. And I took that as an opportunity to tell him what uh, he was complicit in. Um, I've just been more upfront with white people because... I see because the violence that I experience, it's mostly like in conversation, in living spaces, like, I like that is violence. That's violence that I experience, and I think that be like with these instances of like death, uh, and everyone's seen this. So white, like all the white people are like, oh wow like black people are dying it seems like they're realizing this for the first time most of them um so it's like okay yes black people are dying but let's talk about when you were complicit in a system that kills us let's talk about that um i don't like i don't need you to feel sorry for me i want you to take action for the words that you say, the ideas you think, and the act, like, I want you to take accountability for that and work on that. Because if you work on that, then those deaths won't, uh, if you work on that, then those deaths will stop happening. Or those deaths would, there would be, a you know, more of a possibility that they wouldn't happen anymore. So I've been, so yeah, I've been taking my kind of like newfound radicalism, I would say, <laughs> um, and just like, just, just getting at them. Cause I know I, ha- I have the time now before I was scared. I didn't want to confront people, but now I, I have the time and I'm, I'm ready <laughs> but we were talking about pride. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I you said. I, I, yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Um. No. No. That's on me. I I just took it and ran with it. Um. Yeah. Like. Okay. But also. I'll, yeah. Wait. Um, I'm also like I'm not going out to like I just went to one protest. Yeah. I haven't gone to any more after that. I just went to go to one protest. So I don't I want to go here protesting because like I don't want to get arrested or like harmed. Ooh, so that's another I'm reality, yes. Going, I just went to one and now I'm just like donating and then also like calling out what people too. So That's good. That's important too. Um but it's like I I'm living like it's like you're living, we're living two different realities because it's like, you know, the the black people that I, you know, all my black friends that I'm talking to, they're like, yeah, we're not going to no protests because, like, the cop, like the cops are just gonna, 
they feel like they're going to be like targeted the most. But it's like here, I just see like, I, I feel like I am seeing white people go to protests just because they want to get out of the house. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see the, the caring of black life. Because if that was the case, why is this the first time y'all are having a Black Lives Matter protest? Or one of the first times on this, on this scale? Mm-hmm. Why is this the first time the English department, for instance, is sending out an email about, like, black people dying? And, 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 and sending good wishes to its black students. Why is this the first time that's happening? Why is, it not, why is that not happening on a daily basis or whatever? It's just very selective and like, I'm just very annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But we were talking about pride. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, but yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> well, did you did you want to like? Were we still like kind of like on on that tangent, or did you want to move on? Oh, so you asked me why I was doing a celebrate pride and. I told you just drinking and watching movies. Yeah. But I mean, also, I'm still going to continue, like, I guess with my form of, like, Black Lives Matter protesting. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, a black poor person was murdered. So. Yeah. And just because it's, I mean, I'm, I'm black and I'm queer, so. Yeah. I continue using that time and I feel like everyone else should too who's in, who's like queer mm-hmm. because I mean I see people share all the time but I don't know like how like they share that like oh yeah partly started by like trans women of color so I'm gonna like do like that for pride I guess that okay I'm doing I'm gonna be doing I'm doing the same thing that's why you know I'm doing this these episodes and stuff and some social media stuff because I just like most things Pride Month is very white centered even though you know it comes at the labor of black and brown people um white gays ruin everything I can say this I date I date a white gay I can say this um they ruin, <laughs> they ruin everything. And so it's like, yeah, it's like, so I get, well, I take it in a more cynical vein. I'm like, oh, well, since you all care about black people now, let's, you know, let's see if people are gonna, you know, name black queer people in this, in, in these, in this pride month. Um, so far I've been, oh, what now? Go. Some of those white women, they only care about black people when they have a black cock in their mouth. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. No, this is a place we can go. Yeah. I'm 
like I'm, they're probably they'll probably share that the bare minimum post that everybody shares, which is a picture of Marsha P. Johnson, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, Pride with Park by like, you know, trans woman of color, and then they'll go back after Pride has ended and go back to their racist ways of either devaluing trans women of color in their community, mm-hmm. fetishizing black queer people. They'll go back to their old racist ways, but they have to perform and be like, yay, trans women of color, we started Pride. And then they'll just go back to thinking they're the top ship because they're skinny and white. And it's something particular about putting it on social media. It's like they do it specifically so that they can have it on social media so that they can create this image um, that they care and they really don't care. Yep. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's... That's what you pride too. That's what I'm going to do too. I'm going to speak out Thank about... You. Yes. I mean, I feel like I do it all the time, but I don't want people Me to... Me too. Like, yeah. Shitting white gay men all the time, but like I I like I who ran for president was a white gay man and I just I hate him. <laughs> so I do. Why? So why do I hate Pete Buttigieg? Yeah, well I well I could well why hate, you know? Uh, I guess I'm using a really harsh word. I guess I shouldn't say hate. I dislike white gay men like Pete Buttigieg because what? they... Yeah, okay. What? Well, I was going to say, like, hate is fine. I'm just, I was just asking why hate. Because if you say I hate I such and such, I don't... Because like, I feel like I'm coming across as being a bitch right now by saying hate. So I'm going to say just, like... Because if you're gonna be a bitch, be I a bitch, feel... you know. <laughs> no, I don't want to relive that. That no. Oh. See, you're, you're getting me distracted. You're getting me distracted. Oh, sorry. I don't like Pete, Pete Buttigieg because I feel like he doesn't really care about black people. Um, I feel like he thinks that black people. Uh, owe him something mm. just because he was a threat and I feel like he thinks that just because he was gay that he under and I mean yeah he suffered some like obviously like homophobia but I felt like that he thought that that was good enough to understand uh, white supremacy and racism and to be like well because I'm gay there's no way that I could be racist <sighs> or whatever so it, That's why I don't like. Him. Yeah, and um, and the internet all believe that too. Most most well, some some folks what some strands of the internet believe the lie too. That I didn't. yeah, a lot of us didn't. Um. Yeah, I think it just shows how ineffective. Uh, our political system is if we have candidates that will run a campaign on like 
like try to use like try to use their identity for a like as a political move but do no action for the community and think that just alone like just because you are a part of that identity that you deserve like support like that is like that is a i, I don't know that just sounds like a, a shitty person I would say that he's a shitty person. Well, well, there you go. Um, but yes, I think I agree. Censoring black queer voices doing pride is also how I'm gonna celebrate pride during a pandemic. Um, Obviously. Yes, and I think honestly, it it is something that I would have done anyway is just be more vocal on social media about it because I I don't feel comfortable at... I haven't attended a Pride Parade yet. Um, I want to attend one in Birmingham. Yeah, I know. Are you for real? Yes. Yes, yes. Are you for real? Well, Aaron, yes. I didn't really, like, become comfortable with being openly gay until I really moved really got into graduate school really interesting yeah really I've yeah to, i've been to um god how many times have i been to i've been to atlanta pride three times mm. and that's where the freaky pride girls be atlanta pride um the first time i ever went to, the first time i went to pride i was actually not out of the closet oh okay mom and took her up I, I lied to her anyway. Whatever. Wait, say uh, say say uh, that again. Your internet's like uh, going in and out. Say that again. I said the first part I went to, I was not out of the closet. So like I lied to my mom about like where I was going, where I was gonna be at. But it's sad that you you're I guess you could have had your I don't know if Oregon has like a pride parade, but they do they did, it's camp. Well, it is, but they did. I went to a Eugene Pride Parade. Um, well, a Pride event. They don't know how to celebrate Pride here. They don't do like a parade like they would in the South. Um, and oh. all there really was was like some food, some like vendors, some live music. I think there was a some dance teams. There was some drag queens um, and just a lot of like sweaty and musty people. Oh, but we love sweaty and musty people. Um, and I assume that there would be sweaty and muddy, musty people at a pride parade in general. Um, but there was no like. Do you have something? Musty people. Do I what now? Do you have something against sweaty and musty people at a? Pride I parade? would rather not smell it. Well, at a pride parade, I can understand it. But at Eugene Pride, no, because that's what you smell all the time in Eugene. Oh. So like, you know, I I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna smell that at a, a, a at an event, a, a part of a, at a community event where you know. It's supposed to celebrate me. I I didn't think that was a way of celebrating myself, by you know sitting in that. <laughs> But I, I have yet to, you know, attend a real, like, Pride, 
Pride Parade, and um, that will definitely be something I do next Pride. Hopefully, if Corona, you know, you could go to the Atlanta one in October. They're still having it. Oh, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it's in October. It's like always in October because they do it on National Coming Out Have Week. They not? They don't do it during Pride. So, oh, okay. And I feel like like oh everything's opening up in october i don't know maybe maybe not i don't know same yeah i don't know um oh that's cool that they do it on a different yeah. month though i got a uh a big 12 or 12 inch orange gildo from a atlanta pride oh my god do you even I use... Don't use it it's... okay it's just for display jesus how much was it it was free. I was standing. <gasps> it must not be a good dildo. During a parade, and this like sex shop was, uh, sorry, adult themed store was in the like parade. Sex girl. And uh, we were like cheering and stuff, and like uh, they have music playing, obviously. And I'm fucking gay and black, so I was fucking twerking. Yes. And the lady saw me, and she was like, "Oh my god, you deserve this!" And she gave me. It's called a. I think it's called like a jackhammer dildo. <gasps> I don't know. That sounds but it was, scary. It was this big orange double ended dildo. That I, sounds I so scary. Because, yeah. I I yeah, that sounds scary. <laughs> well, good for you. Your twerk skills must be um I don't know, what do the kids say? I practice almost every day. Me too. Me too for real. Me too. Um, so, yes, so, for this Pride, for this Pride, we're going to be censoring Black Queer Voices, um, for me, I am going to just, basically, really, I'm just going to be reading Black Feminism this whole month, um, I know my, my exams are coming up, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I just, I know that I want to be reading black women's work and other black queer work while I'm also reading for exams. I don't know how well that's going to work out, but I, I feel there's like, I don't know. There's so much like, since read, like since reading like black feminism, particularly, did I say that word fully? particularly being <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna just keep going um reading black feminism it just like i feel so like at home and it just answers so many questions for me and then i like going to go read like other black feminists like like literature and black queer stuff because it just helps me like think and it just helps me feel like at home and at peace and I know that I definitely definitely need that more right now um and I'm also not going to let like academia or like just graduate school stuff like just suck all the life out of me and like induce my worrying and I, I just I don't I don't need that right now 
I, I don't have space for that right now. So okay. that's what I'm going to be doing for Pi. Yeah. What, why'd you just say, okay? <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying, like, yeah, okay, that's that's good. <laughs> I, 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 like, I understand. I don't know, Aaron. I don't, it's, you know. See, this, this is, my students are going to think I'm a bitch. I well, just, I, see. Well, it's like, you know. That that you know that'll, but that'll that'll be okay because you know I think it. I thought you were saying okay because you thought I was doing too much, uh. But that's also no. like no, but that's also like an insecurity, of mine. Like, like oh, am I like talking too much? Am I explaining too much here? Um. So that's also an insecurity of mine. But I guess you kind of like have people told you this have people told you that you bring out their insecurities like you make them aware of it no no huh i feel like it's like your tone is like makes you like think oh i don't know i don't know and that's not does that sound like i'm i'm uh does that sound like I'm calling you a bitch? No. Okay. I'm not. I, I don't I don't I feel like it sounds negative, but I don't want it to. <laughs> um, but I think like the I don't know, for me the okay, I was like I was like, oh, did I like did I do something wrong? <laughs> I don't know. In this on my own show. Yeah, I don't know. On your own fucking show. Yeah, I think you have a, I, I think you have a very dominant presence about you. I've never heard that before in my entire life. Really? You don't think you're like really? a, you don't think you're dominant? I think I'm quite submissive. No, I don't. Well, well, some people who are submissive are still dominant in a way. Like power bottoms or any bottom, definitely not. Not you, no. Oh, oh, you're not a bottom. No, no, I'm a bottom, I'm not a power bottom. Oh, I don't know. I just, I or I don't know. I guess I'm trying to like make sense of it now. I do, I do think you have a dominant personality. And that might be why you sense that it could come off as off-putting. I guess I've heard people say or hint towards my personality being kind of like... They may not have said the word dominant, but I can kind of see what you mean. I've heard people tell me that my personality is very like... Cold. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Cold. Yeah. yeah, and what? Where yeah, do you do you agree with that? I don't know. I try hard not to be a very like cold person, but where does it come from? Do you think? 
Probably a year to get my feelings hurt. Hmm. Hmm. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I. And also probably because of my zodiac sign. What are you? Scorpio. Ah. What does that mean? That does make sense. Y'all like to fight. (laughs) Y'all like to fight. What's your moon? Do you know? I'm gonna look you up. Libra. Libra, Scorpio. Scorpio. My rising is Libra. Moon. Just looking up your or some of your personality. Libra, moon. You know what? That makes sense. Because I don't like other Scorpios. Mm. Why? Because of the challenge? No, I feel like they're mean. (laughs) 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 Well. So it says you're romantic and passionate. You're emotional and seek deep emotional fulfillment. I would not consider myself to be romantic in the slightest. Well, I know that Scorpios like to fight. Like to what? Fight. I don't I don't like to fight. Or or very confrontational. You, you, uh uh, Aaron, I call bullshit. What? I'm being honest. Mm mm. You just sat up on here about 30 minutes ago and said, you, unless like, well, no, maybe I'm not hearing right, but you were like, basically, you was the person in the writing center that you were like, yeah, I'm that bitch. Don't fuck with me. You you heard every other word. That's not what I said. What did you say to him? I said that I was relatively kind of maybe known to be the writing center tuner who did not a lot of take work. a lot of shit from the clients. Okay, thank and that you. It's just because I have been there the longest and I know all the tricks and games. And I don't have time for that shit. So, how would you say that in, you know, 10 words or less? Because that's a lot of, that's a lot of mumbo jumbo. I would say, I don't like to be played. Okay, I'm pleased with I I I'm all right with that. I okay, I don't have to push you further. I that that gets the message across. <laughs> I don't like to be played. I like that. That's a move. But I also like I don't want to like I don't want to fight people either, which is why I, like oh shit, I just proved your point. What? I was gonna say. I, 
also, I was gonna say, I don't like to fight people either, and that's why, like, I don't like other Scorpios because I feel like that's me. See, but I think, I think okay. even with your, I think your placement, you might be at constant like conflict, like you might be at conflict with how you feel because your Scorpio is very combative, but maybe your Libra tries to make you like not be as combative, but you still want to be. I don't know. I don't know about much about astrology, but I've been trying it's to. It's probably my sign, my cancer, is what causes me to be more sensitive and caring. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I like to study astrology. You said you like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. It, it 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 gives me like an idea about like, I guess my personality and how other people's personalities work, and if we can like, if we can be friends and like, how is our friendship gonna work out? Like, I be careful now, because there are some people who call you stupid for, um being into astrology and those people are just assholes okay yeah that's what we'll say um so Aaron for pride month what queer show on pride for a while you said what so we've been on pride month for a while (gasps) I know we keep going back to it because I have like three. I have this is my final question for this. Damn, we have been on Pride Month for a while. Okay, this is my last question for this. <laughs> we also have been rambling a bunch, which is my fault. Mm-hmm. It's my fault. Um, but so. Well, we haven't. You said what? We haven't talked in a while, so. That's, we that's understandable. We haven't. So, um, yeah, so this is just our conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so what what queer shows have you been watching lately? Ooh, okay. So, I don't know if you would necessarily call them queer shows, but they're shows that have, like, very important queer characters in them. So a show I just got done watching is is on Netflix. It's called Never Have I Ever. Mm. And about these three girls of color. Mm. um, One's Indian, one's Asian, and one's black. And um, the black girl, she is a lesbian. And like, um, so like, and that show, it's it's, it's a really good show. So I watched that. Um, I just started season three of Dynasty. Mm. And one of the characters show is gay. So I've been wanting to um, watch Dynasty. I looked on my face on Facebook, my Netflix uh It's on and there. Apparently season five of Queer Eye is out. Oh. So mm. I may may watch that. I don't know how I feel about uh, them sometimes. I know, I know, I know. And I'll probably watch a bunch of like, like finally like going Amazon Prime, a bunch of um, gay sex comedies. You say you'll watch a lot of gay sex comedies. Mhm. Okay. Like movies. 
Oh, okay. Oh, movies. Okay. I thought you were talking about shows. Um, yeah. Okay, thank you for uh, recommending or, or talking about that Never Have I Ever because um, I didn't know what it was. And Netflix always has some new shit on there, so I'm just... I always get, like, very overwhelmed about, about the amount of stuff they have on there now and what they don't have. Um, but... They're lacking in some some stuff mm. Mm. um but what i think that i mean the the recent show that i have been watching like religiously the recent queer show is rupaul's drag race um as mm. as people who i'm gonna plug in my other episodes as people who listen to the drag race episodes might know um, I didn't watch it in college at all or high school at all. Well, I snuck and watched it in high school and I didn't watch it in college at all for real. Um, and just now with like the pandemic and stuff, I was finally able to just sit and watch all of the seasons. Um, well, I'm still watching season 10 right now, but I've just been like enjoying that show and it's just been just a breath of fresh air. Um, what other queer shows am I like I I haven't yeah that's been the only show I've been watching it's like a lot of it's a lot of seasons <laughs> yeah yeah I know you watch it because I see you best about it mhm mhm I love it um but yeah that's the only queer show I'm watching right now uh, I plan to I have some uh, some documentaries uh, queued up on Amazon uh, some queer documentaries queued up and or black queer ones um, uh, Keisha just told me about a queer documentary on Netflix mm. I can't remember what called is it called Circus of Books because um, I was watching that I don't know. I can't remember. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was watching that, um, and I haven't finished it yet. Um, and then, oh, I watched, um, this isn't a queer show per se, but it's about um, this, uh, it's about this, tele, like, this guy who went on a talk show and found out that a man had a crush on him. Um, and then he, like, killed the guy, like, a few days after the taping, and there was, like, a court case and stuff, and so it, it was really interesting to see, um, and it's trial by media, and it's the first episode, um, and, yeah, that's pretty good, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's the only... RuPaul's Drag Race has been taking up a lot of my my viewing time, so I need to watch more though, more shows though. Um. Okay. Well, we have been on Pride for a lot, and that's because I just wanted to spend time just on this topic uh, for a little bit, and also, you know, go down tangents with you. 
<laughs> so, um, in my final segment, uh, this is where we talk about what we're so done with for the week. Um, Aaron, what annoyed you this week? Oh, God, so much. Um, sorry, I didn't actually think about this one. Um, I guess, I mean, this is, I guess, a basic kind of answer, but, um, I'm gonna say people on Facebook who are, like, saying, like, shit about the protests and oh. people destroying stuff and looting stuff. Okay. That has annoyed me probably the most this week. And what are, like, some of the posts saying? Stuff like, oh, I understand you know, their need to protest, but, like, vandalism and destroying criminal, destroying, like, property is still a criminal activity, it's still committing a crime, it hurts their movement, blah, 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 stuff like that. Mm. Um, and the race of these people. Oh, um, is it a mix? Because, you know, even, you know, black people would say stuff like it's that. It's mostly white. It's mostly white, but I have I have seen a tiny bit of black, but it's mostly white. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on the... Well, first of all, some of that destruction is not being caused by black people. I know that. Um so yeah, what are your what are your thoughts about I guess yeah, just go in. What what are you like that's what you're annoyed with. What are your thoughts about it? Okay, so I don't know if you know, but um because if you I don't know you I don't know if you you well you say you don't watch my stuff, so but my thoughts are I'm well aware of all the outside agitators, like the white supremacists coming, and like undercover cops, and like the white anarchists who come in and do it just because they think it's trendy or fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the actual like black protesters who like destroy stuff that like I've seen, who like you know destroyed like Confederate monuments, Confederate statues, burned like tried to burn down the uh, headquarters for like the United. Uh, the Confederate United Confederacy Daughters of the United Confederacy, whatever the fuck it's called, mm-hmm. um, were like destroying like a big like corporations, stuff like that. I understand that it's not. I understand like them doing it, and like I fully support that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like places of anti-black blackness should be destroyed. That's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't have a problem with that, but, like, I know that there are people come in who are, like, actually, like, oh, I'm gonna, like, destroy, like, a subway or something because it's fun, or because, like, yeah. oh, I want the movement to seem more, like, it's just about, like, random destruction. 
But um, I know that there are also like white protesters who go, and it's not the white supremacists or the white anarchists, but there are like, the white people who like, oh yeah, I definitely want to destroy and put like fuck twelve on this, and they destroy like the wrong stuff. They like destroy like a like a like a uh, black neighborhood mm-hmm. or stuff that like would be destroying the community of the people they're claiming to protest for. Yes, I'm just trying to people talk about like oh looters and like the like vandalizers are destroying the movement when it's not even yeah the the white people who are doing it incorrectly are destroying the movement but like the black protesters who are like being strategic about it and like destroying places of and anti, like anti-blackness i don't feel as if they are ruining the movement so i'm trying to yeah. people talking about it as if they know what the fuck they're talking about so that's just me that's what no. has me pissed off this week because i have talked plenty of times to people i'm not, i don't even want to like I've just started just not even engaging with people on Facebook about it anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, because they don't even see, like, the purpose behind it. All they see is destruction. And the pe- the white people who, like, see, like, black pro- protesters do that and, like, attack anti-black establishments... They go and they they don't see the specific like the, the specificity of it. All they see is like, oh look, they're doing it. I'm gonna do it too, and it's just like stupid. Like here, um, a black owned vape shop uh, was destroyed um, by by white protesters at a Black Lives Matter at a Black Lives Matter um, rally here. Um, so, yeah. I saw a, um, because I, I hate people say, like, why are you, like, destroying your own community? Um, but there was a Facebook post that someone, a, a person who, like, went to Montevallo, they posted, and they said, like, uh, when you ask, like, why they're destroying their own communities, perhaps those places that they're destroying are not as, like, pro-black as you think they are. Mm. and that has like stuck with me so uh they i feel like people think that like every single like thing that they destroy is like a part of their community for some reason i don't know that's just me yeah. so i guess you can do what has annoyed you because i don't want to talk about this anymore <laughs> oh okay i didn't know it was um gonna bring back some stuff uh I, no, i'm just i don't want, you're just over I don't it yeah want I feel it. I feel like I'm, uh, yeah. I feel it. I feel it. You've you've already you know said your piece on it. So, um, yeah. So, but I'm I'm also I'm I thought you were gonna say the same thing as me, but this is also Facebook related, and just Twitter related anyway. I'm so tired of these posts. Um, these I used to be racist posts from people. It's just so, like, non-productive. It does nothing to address the actions, their racist actions that they are... It takes no accountability for racist actions that they have committed. Um, And it's just very, very performative. And it's really, like, counterproductive to this whole, like, newfound wave of people like wanting to care about black people and there's something particular about what's like the movement now 
we're in a pandemic and everyone's on social media because everyone is bored. And so it's like because that's all because these Black Lives Matter is all that people are seeing now. And, you know, people posted the, you know, black um, photo on, on like Blackout Tuesday thing and just saying like, you know, some people did these like tired ass posts and then some people just copied and pasted from other people. Uh, just a, a, another t- short, tired ass post. Um, and it's like, well, why? So why? One, why are you just now deciding to speak on these issues? Is it because it's just right in front of your face on social media, whereas before you could ignore it on the news? Um, or... Is it because, like, something is really, really awakened in you and you really want to make a change? If I could support people, if they're doing it for that, they're going to have to, you know, do some more work to, you know, um, make sure it doesn't just, like, look like that it isn't just for show, that they're actually, like, um, you know, putting their money where their mouth is and supporting black people and supporting black lives. Um, but for the folks that are just doing it because it's a trend, because they feel like it's trendy and because um, they're bored and they, you know, they, yeah, just the folks that are doing it because it looks trendy, um, it's not helpful at all. And it actually like exposes you as a racist. I saw, I, I've only seen one post by someone who said, who did, they're like, I used to be racist. Because, but I, I read the first line, I said, I'm just going to ignore it because the fact that you want to take this time to make this whole movement about you because I guess you, I don't know, maybe white people are just used to having it be about them all the time. And so the one moment that like, we decide to talk about black people they have to again make it about them so i didn't even i didn't even read it i completely have ignored that one i've only seen one i feel like we're talking about the same one and i i I don't want to you know i I, i'm not one to expose people um but i also found if we're talking about the same one and i will ask you when we stop recording if we're talking about the same one, I found that one to be so annoying and very, very racist, and it was just very harmful to read, if we're talking about the same one. Well, you said you saw multiple, so I don't know. No, I, I mean, well, yeah, I did see some on social media, too, so, on, on Instagram, too, so, I've seen multiple, um, they have similar uh, things, Basically, the theme is I used to be racist, talk about this experience that they had when they were a child, say that their parents taught them not to be racist, but somehow they ended up being racist. And then they then they end with kind of a rally call to telling parents not not to teach their children to be racist. But it's like you just spent this whole post talking about how even though your parents were non-racist, that you still ended up racist. So what, like, what's going on with that? Like, address that. Address you, either either your parents' non-racism, like, wasn't as effective on you, 
or, you know, you just ignored it. So something needs to be worked out with yourself before you try to go and like tell others to, you know, change their ways. You need to change first. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron's... I, 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 I just, I'm, I'm going to ask when we hang up. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I'll tell you. Um. Okay. Uh. Thank y'all. Well, Aaron, thank you for coming on. I hope, you know, when I edit this, you're, you, you know, you don't sound like Squidward and that you sound like Aaron. And that, you know, you won't send me a message saying, why do I sound like that? <laughs> if I sound like that, then you're going to have to start compensating me for coming on. Um, girl. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway, thank you for coming to my show. Do you know that? That's, Yo, you're welcome. That's, no, that's your girl. Wendy. Oh, well, we don't really talk about her anymore. <gasps> oh, okay, I'll I'll ask you when we're done. Okay, Aaron, thank you for coming <laughs> on the show. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, and you know, thank you for beginning this first episode that I'll be releasing for Pride Month. Um, and also, like, maybe you should come back on here and we can just like talk more explicitly about sex stuff because every time I talk to you. Like, because you do, you study, like, erotic literature, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's some, like, sex is, like, something, like, talking about sex isn't, like, um, like, an issue for you. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like those conversations are very productive because, like, you're just working out things about you know your sexuality your identity and everyone should have a healthy like sexual like life so i would like to invite you again to maybe talk more explicitly about that stuff i have a lot to say as someone who's aromantic and sex positive oh okay well you know you just you just bought yourself you know an another feature <laughs> Um, you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Go Black Boy Go, and you can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Um, and like I said in the beginning, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify. And if you want to react to any of the conversation we had, uh, make sure to reach out to me on whatever social media you use and Aaron your the listeners can contact you at so my twitter is at Aaron101green my snapchat which I call my classroom is at artistguy1 you call you call your snapchat your what my classroom you know what Aaron yes no I'm going to pause right here because I do think, I think that's right. I think, you know, when I was listening to, like, when you're, 
because I don't really use Snapchat that often, I rarely like went. I rarely talk to people on it. So like, you're usually like one of the like more recent ones, and I so I'll I'll see your story more when they pop up. And like recently, I've been finding that like I'll open the Snap Snapchat app and just go straight to like whatever like whatever story you have up. And usually there's like a very, very long discussion about something on there. And I'm like, oh, this is very, very like helpful and informational. Um, and so, yes, I I think you should keep going with, with these these Snapchat stories you're doing. And um, yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it makes sense that you call it your, your classroom. That's a very dry awe, but I know that, I, I guess that, that, that touched you. Yeah, that's just me being a cold-hearted bitch, I guess. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so definitely, uh, if you like, what would you, what would you call it? Like political commentary or just criticism, commentary, what would you call it? I would just call it social commentary social maybe. commentary I, I don't know um i mean po- i do talk about politics i talk about sex and relationships um i don't know i guess social yeah commentary no but cultural commentary yeah i think yeah i think that yeah um and i i think i didn't see the one today and so i need to go watch that too so um if you like cultural commentary uh conversations about sex and whatever else aaron likes to talk about uh you can go follow him on his snapchat yeah and um everyone stay safe coronavirus is still happening and yeah and once again aaron thank you for coming on and thank you for having yeah And thank everyone for listening. See you next time. Period.